Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Ohio State Football podcast. I'm your host, Tim Tully. Thank you for joining us once again. If you missed last week's episode, Dylan Tyre handed over the reins as he's taking over for the Columbus Blue Jackets in a new role. Um, super excited for Dylan and happy for him going forward, following his dreams and keeping everything going. And also very grateful to Dylan for handing me over the reins to this podcast that I know meant a lot to him. And uh, I hope if you stayed for Dylan, you'd be more than happy to learn a little bit from me and talk with me and interact. And uh, hoping to have some opportunities to, to interact with everybody through mailbags and in-person stuff. And out in Columbus this fall when the games get going. So I'm really excited about the opportunity, you know, with with the Ohio State fans and, and media in particular. So super excited. Um, and today will be a quick episode. What we're going to do throughout the summer is maybe like a 15-20 minute update episode. If there's anything going on in college football, if there's any Ohio State big news, drop in and do that. And then as we get closer to the fall, the plan is to do something as of a you know game review early in the week and then a preview later in the week and maybe a little bit of some NFL news mixed in there. So if that fits into your uh, daily schedule, well, let's do it. And if not, well, tell your friends. So, uh, starting and really the big topic this week for Ohio State football is the rumored expansion of the college football playoff. And when you look outside right now, currently with the fourteen playoff, it's been a pretty similar group every year, right? You're looking at Oklahoma, you're looking at Ohio State, you're looking at Alabama, Clemson, and then maybe another team goes in there and replaces Ohio State or replaces Oklahoma. But for the last handful of years, and for the what projects out to be the next handful of years, it looks like that's going to be the case. Uh, for everybody. Um, and now, when we're talking about the openness moving forward for playoff expansion, for playoff change, it seems like the preferred method from the committee and what looks like the model that's going to be the chosen one is a 12-team model. Now, 12 teams, you think about that, right? So now you're dealing with outside of only conference champions, which right now, except for, I think, Ohio State in 2000 and 16 uh, were the only uh, non-conference champion the year they lost to Clemson. Um, or in thinking as well, when you're when you're looking at the playoff, right? So that means there could be teams like a third-place Big Ten team or a third-place Pac-12 team in the playoff. If you have Ohio State and you have maybe Wisconsin and Michigan or Wisconsin and Penn State uh, or even you know Minnesota, a team like that who who finished uh, in the top 15 last year. So. 
besides that, right, you have to think about the overall impact of the playoff. So it's very cool, and in theory, it's great to think that you could have, okay, you could have Ohio State playing Coastal Carolina last year for a week, and then you want to say, okay, well, we can have Florida State and like all these other schools. But with a 12-team playoff, that means you're giving – Four teams, your top four a bye, so they are getting credit and they are getting the advantage that they were getting last year by being in the top four, being the only teams to play only two playoff games, right? And the other eight teams are now going to have to play three games. They're going to have to play their first round, and then they're going to have to play an absolute wagon in game two. So there is an opportunity to create some cool games. For example, you know, the number five overall team playing the 12, if that's how they set it up, and maybe they do it regionally, right? Maybe they think about... In this regard, we're going to have. In this regard, we're going to have a different situation in which, okay, we're going to match up two teams from other sides of the country and have them play on a bowl site, or are they going to play at a neutral site? Are they going to play at a home and away stadium base? There's so much that goes into that. And then, if you're going to give a team a home game in the first round of the playoffs, are you going to give Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson a home game? I don't think so. I think that'll stay the same, right? It'll be the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl the Fiesta Bowl, and the Rose Bowl on the rotating calendar as it's been so far. So when overall, right, when you're looking at the, the 2021 season, now I don't know if this will be in, impacted by then, but they certainly, I mean, they could play, They decided to play football in August last year. They could change the playoff no problem. And I bet they don't mind even backing more into January rather than pulling anything up. I think what the problem with this idea, right? Um, the problem with the idea is that, okay, while it's great, right, that you can get in, but when you look at Ohio State, right, if the Buckeyes lose one game, okay, in the current form formula, right, if they lose one game, they're probably out, right? If they lose to Purdue, if they lose to Iowa, those are the years that they're on the outskirts. Uh, Michigan State that one year, right? But they, they ended up getting in anyways. It takes away the fear that one loss could be your season. And for a team like Ohio State, well, maybe you have some quarterback questions this year, right? Or maybe you have defensive questions because you had a lot of starters leaving. But are there two Big Ten teams that are going to beat you? I don't think so. And I know Oregon's not going to beat them. So right out of the gate, you're not only sure – in the past, Ohio State had a pretty easy path to getting it, but they still had to go undefeated. Now, they could lose one or two games, and it wouldn't even matter. So it, it takes away the value from those big games, right? The Michigan game, which there have been times, or not many times in the last decade, but there have been times in recent years where they were playing to go into the playoff, right? In 16, when Ohio State won a double overtime. That was a win and in. It was number two and number three. Now that doesn't even matter, right? That could be two weeks away from the playoffs and you're saying, okay, we're going to win the Big Ten Championship or not. We're going to be in the playoff no matter what. So for Michigan, why try? If you know, if you already have one loss, you can just camp up and go to the next round if you're going to be able to get in. Maybe this is the way they'll finally be able to get into the playoff. You know, the preseason rankings don't have them in the top 25. That's unbelievable. And now they have a better chance than they've ever had before. And you think about all these other teams, whether it's the Big Ten, whether it's the Big 12, there's these outskirt teams that pop up every year. Like in the ACC, you're like, wow, North Carolina is going to be great this year. Or Virginia Tech, right? And you lose two games and their season's over. So it is great for teams like that. 
right? If you're looking at college football as a whole, and maybe it is healthier for college football that you might have some other teams, but you're not going to have other teams in the national championship. You're going to have other teams in the first round. You're going to have new teams getting getting their tails whipped by Ohio State in the next round. Because a 12-team playoff, right, they have to play, and then there's eight teams left. So Ohio State will play, right? If, if Alabama's won, then they'll play the lowest-seeded winner that advances, that game, then they'll play their regular semifinal game. So that's three games. So you're already adding a game to the schedule for the best teams. For the other teams, you could be adding two games. Imagine if you had to play in a Big Ten championship against Ohio State, if you're Wisconsin. Then next week, you have to go and play a neutral site game against, we'll say Georgia, right? On the, outs- on the outskirts, Georgia or, or, you know, North Carolina. And then you go right back to Columbus and play Ohio State. What a tough run. And that's by the end of the season. That's in December when you only have so many guys and you got to play in the weather. Now, Wisconsin is a team that would embrace that, so maybe I should have said a more country club-style team. But you get the idea, right? You can end up playing four high-pressure games in a row like in the NFL playoffs already, which is great. And it's a lot of fun to think about the ideas of all these different matchups you can get. But I'm a little confused on that. I don't understand what is different about having a 12-team playoff other than there's another eight teams that get to have a patch on their jersey that says they're in the playoffs. Because it's not changing. There's no Cinderella stories here that are going to win four games in a row. Maybe you can get an upset in one game, right? Maybe you can have a 2015 Ohio State over Alabama. But that's still Ohio State over Alabama, right? Those are... Those two teams with the are, I think, behind LSU, the two teams that have the most NFL players in the league still. That Those are anomaly teams, and these are blue blood teams. And there's the four or five that are going to be able to compete every year. And if you look at the Big Ten, nobody's getting closer to Ohio State, right? Maybe Minnesota, but Minnesota's going to be capped the way all these other schools are capped when it comes to playing against Ohio State or coming to play against Penn State or Michigan, right? There's a level to get above there. And sure, you can have a flash pan year and, and show up and everything's good. And even Minnesota has a pretty good quarterback. And they might be able to give somebody a run. But they're not going to be this new team. With the way things have set up, right? Since 2002, with the exception of the year Trestle got, was let go and they had Fickle as the coach, Ohio State's been dominant since the 2000. Right? And with the ability to recruit anywhere, and with the power of Ryan Day, and with the way that teams are able to recruit, and the way that these you know flagship five schools have become that five-star class, right? if you're thinking everything, if they're the Nike of college football right now, where, okay, it's cool to wear Adidas sneakers, and Adidas will give you the, you know, the, the brand idea, or Under Armour's this, and, and whatnot. No, 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 no. You, the kids want to wear Nike. And they want to play, and they want to say they're at Alabama. They want to say they're at Ohio State. They don't want to say they're a part of building somewhere somewhere else. That's how you get the four stars. The five star guys want the fastest track to the NFL, and I think that they're still going to have that. Maybe there's more access to the playoff to go to another team, but I don't think it's going to be this huge saturation or this this not even saturation, more of like a divulsion of talent going to these other schools because there's more opportunities to get in the playoff. And now, okay, maybe if I'm from Maryland and I want to play for the Terps, I can have a chance to make the playoffs with the Terps when you have a kid like Dwayne Haskins who was supposed to be their savior, right? He was supposed to be their big time. He's their biggest quarterback recruit. He went over to Ohio State. That's how he got into he never even played the playoffs because he played the one season. He was a Rose Bowl MVP, but it still wasn't the playoffs. So he went to Ohio State, a team that with JT Barrett had gone to the playoffs a couple of times, and 
couldn't get there himself even at Ohio State. So it's that hard that hard to get into the dance. And is it even going to feel the same in the first round if it's number 12 and number 5 or if it's number 7 and number 8? It's going to feel like the Meineke Car Care Bowl to an extent. Are we going to watch these games? Are we going to bet on these games? Are we going to be all in on these games? Absolutely. But I think by adding another two rounds, right, by going to 12 teams rather than just starting at eight, I think you're trying too hard with the buy. I think you're trying too hard to say, okay, we feel bad that there could be these four teams that are going to be there every year. Why give them a buy? You're just adding an extra week for everybody else. And if you're worried about player safety and everything like that, I don't think an extra game does anything for you, especially as the players aren't paid. So maybe once that comes through and runs through, there's an opportunity to keep adding games. But where do they stop if 12 is where they are? They're not even going to try eight and see how it goes. That's what I don't understand, right? And then the next year, if you go from 12 to 8, I don't think you can go back. I think once you're at that number, you can only go more teams. And I, I think a 16 game, that's crazy. That's crazy. So why not just start at 8, right? See how it goes. You can match 1 and 8. You can match 2 and 7. Match 3, you know, all the way down the line. And then you, you finally get to over the big argument of between 4 and 5. But if we're more worried about, okay, which team is 8 and which team is 9, then which team is four, th- uh, 4 and which is 5, that's where it's a problem. Because, okay, maybe two more teams deserve to be in the playoff. But if we're de- now we're like, okay, well, we have to have 12 because, you know, Auburn and UCF are trying to get in. They both have two losses. Um, it's like if a team has lost two losses, especially in the SEC or the Big Ten, there's a great chance that they've already lost to Ohio State and Alabama. And probably handedly, if you look at the way you know Alabama and Florida or all these other teams that are on the line, it's like if they play again, it's going to be a very clear victory. Um, and it would have been the same way if Clemson had played Notre Dame with Trevor Lawrence, right? It, it would have been a, just as much of a drubbing as it was the last time. Um, and, and Notre Dame wouldn't have been in the playoffs, so then you can squeak another one of these teams in. But I think if there's no regulation on what the regular season looks like, I think you have a huge problem there. And it's not so much a problem because it, for college football at a whole, right, maybe it gives you more exposure to these teams and it gives these other teams opportunities to tell players, okay, we've been to the playoff. Like, we're that far. We're, we're just one player away or we're just that away. But I think it's a slippery slope once you start handing out everybody a ticket to the playoff when in reality, they're, they're, you know, maybe one team gets upset, but your, your one through threes are just not going to lose to double-digit seeds. Not all three of them. Maybe one does, and then you have a lopsided championship game, which has been a a big enough problem already with lopsided championship games. Because even in a given year, the drop from Alabama to Ohio State from 1-3 to or 1-4 to is a pretty big gap. The gap from 1-12 to is astronomical. It's astronomical because of the way these top teams are recruiting right now. You look every year at Ohio State versus Michigan. They're two of the the longest, you know, standing uh, blue blood schools and in the last eight years, Michigan has come close three times, right? Ohio State's won every game. Michigan has been close three times. So that's a huge delta, and they're very similar teams. They're very similar programs on terms of level of prestige, but Ohio State keeps gaining and gaining momentum and starts recruiting all over the country, and now players want to do that. They want to go in, and it's, it's a given that Ohio State is entering the door with more talent than Michigan right now. It's a given every single year that when they play in November, Ohio State walks out of the locker room with more talent. That doesn't mean they're going to win the game. It doesn't mean anything. But you're going to have that on a large scale where every single year, your first two rounds of the playoffs are going to be huge talent disparities, and you're going to have maybe one close game on an upset or something like that. But how many teams can come in and win four games in a row, especially against 
far superior talent, right? Even and, and you can think about Ohio State in the national championship that maybe when they went ahead and beat Wisconsin, Alabama, and Oregon in a row, that they weren't the most talented because of the quarterback situation, but they were so much more talented than Wisconsin. They dominated Wisconsin. Um, Alabama had really good talent, but their quarterback play was atrocious. So that Cardell, like having Cardell in that game, didn't it, it affected the game for sure. But the way Ezekiel Elliott was playing and the way that Cardell was able to control the game, and there really wasn't a huge scoring threat outside of Amari Cooper on the other side of the ball. And by the way, people forget if Alabama kept giving Derrick Henry the ball, they would have won that game. That's my number one Ohio State stance. So if you don't like that, that's fine. But if you watch that game back, you're like, who is this number 27? And it's it's Derrick Henry, and he's he's horrifying, horrifying. I, I was sitting there like, we're, we're dead. Um, but they ended up giving the ball to Yeldon, and that's the way it went through, probably because he had 1,000 carries. And in closing, and I know this is a, a rant, and, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping to not be more of the of the Tim Telly Ohio State Buckeye rant show. But if you like that, let me know. I think in closing, when you look at the playoff, uh, although it's fun to include other teams, and it'll be cool that a lot more players will get to experience the playoff. I think the semifinal rounds you're going to see um, more lopsided games. I think that's your problem, right? We we've been worried about lopsided games. So much because one and two is such a disparity. So if we're just looking for more close games or we're looking for reasons to make these other former BCS bowls count, then okay, right? Do it. Have a couple extra bowl games. It'll be, you know, a good closer games and everything, and people will pretend for the first two rounds that the games matter, but they won't. They won't matter at all. That's that's the huge, that's the issue. If it is all about trying to figure out who comes in you know, third through twelfth, and that's your plan. Then great, it's a great success. But I don't think you're going to get what you want, which is different teams hosting that the trophy every year. That's the goal, right? Is to give more teams an opportunity of doing that, and it's not. There, there's just too much of a talent disparity from the top teams, and the top teams are if there's four or five of them. There's four or five of them, um, and maybe even four if you're thinking Alabama, uh, Ohio State. Clemson and Georgia is your fourth team. Who's your fourth team? Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is your fourth team talent-wise. Maybe seven or eight. But those three and then Georgia you can lump in on the back. But Georgia can't get past Alabama, so they're not really that much of a threat. (laughs) They're blocked in their own conference. So if they're blocked in their own conference, is letting them go out and beat up on Minnesota in the first round really going to do anything for you? Like, Is that going to get them hyped up enough to go beat Alabama? Because they haven't been able to do it in big games. You know, they could play them three times. But they're only going to play them in the the SEC Championship and then maybe play them a couple weeks later. But we've seen how that goes. We've totally seen how that goes. And, you know, unless Jake Fromm is coming back or anything like that, I don't know what's going to get George over that hump now that Alabama has figured out how to circle the market on quarterbacks too. Right? That was George's thing. They had a couple quarterbacks, and even though you know Aaron Murray and and Jacob Eason and I mean Stafford was unbelievable, but they've had solid, competent quarterbacks, and Alabama didn't for a while. Now that Alabama is getting five-star quarterbacks every year, and they're airing it out, and Saban has said, "All right, this is what we're going to do." That's not a competition anymore. It's just not. 
Um, and that's unfortunate, but that's what's going to happen, right? Is you're going to, okay, you're going to let Georgia beat up on some of these teams, or maybe Ohio State loses a regular season game and gets to beat up on Coastal Carolina or UCF or BYU or one of these uh, outside of Power 5 teams that now has a chance to get in the playoff, right, or Cincinnati. Um, okay, great. That's what you want. If you want more close games, you're doing a good job. Because you're going to get close games. But when the games come to the level that they're being played at right now, and they get to the semifinal round, and they get to the national championship, the results are going to be the same. So don't be upset when it happens, and don't think about all lopsided and blaming Alabama and Ohio State for the uh, for the lopsidedness of college football. That's just the way it is. It's the way it is. And you're still going to see the same five teams in the last two weeks. Maybe six. Maybe you open another opportunity, but... We see when it gets to the national championship, with the exception of maybe once so far with Georgia and Alabama, um, where just because of Jalen Hurts, you didn't know what you were getting there. We haven't seen a lot of close national championships in the playoff era, and I think that's going to continue in this format. And with that, I'll close the week. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Send me uh, any questions or mailbag stuff to at the fifth Tim on Twitter and Instagram. I'd be happy to go back and forth, talk a little Buckeyes, and include some of your questions in the next week's show. I'll see you next Thursday. Go Bucks. Talk soon. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.